we are finishing Ephesians today. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. Anybody excited? Okay. All right. So we are finishing up Ephesians. So if you haven't been here with us, we have been working verse by verse through the book of Ephesians. And we are on week 13, and we are closing out chapter 6. And so to backtrack a little bit over the last couple weeks, um, two weeks ago we finished or we started the beginning of chapter 6, which discussed, um, excuse me, we finished the end of chapter 5, which discussed husbands and wives. Husbands and wives, we are called to love and honor each other. It it tells us, husbands love your wives, wives respect your husbands. And so we, we looked at that and what that means for us within our faith, within our homes, and how we can put God above all, including in our marriage. And, and so if we, are, if we are honoring the Lord by honoring our spouses, it, it's just a race for second place. And so husbands and wives love each other. We learned that at the end of chapter 5. Chapter 6, we started. Children, obey your parents. Kids, y'all missed that, but you heard? You got it? Children, obey your parents. Parents, raise up your children to love the Lord. And then it moved into the, the relationship that we have between employee and employer and the time it was, it was bond servant versus master. But, but we look at it in our context of employee and employer and, and what it means to go into our jobs every day and honor those that we work for. And, and what it means that if, if we are the boss, what it means to honor those below us. So that wrapped up verse 9 of chapter 6. Today, we are diving into the last section of Ephesians, starting with chapter or verse 10. So we're going to be in Ephesians chapter 6, starting in verse 10. If you have your Bibles with you, please open them up there. If not, not a problem. We have the verses here on the screen. We have a lot to cover today, so let's go ahead and dive into it. It starts by telling us this. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the scheme of the devil. So Paul has written this letter. Of course, this, this book that we see now, the book of Ephesians, was written as a letter to the church in Ephesus. And so what he's doing is he's, he's giving them the best practical advice, the best theological advice, teaching them how to raise up in Christ and, and what it means to be a follower of Jesus. We, we had the... The, the theology in the first half of the book, the first half of the letter, we had the theology and what it looks like and what it means, what we've learned so far. And in the second half, we have the application. This is how we apply what we know to our practical faith. And so he, he wraps it up here. He says, finally, and this is the, 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 to put it all together, in, in light of everything that we've talked about, in light of giving our lives to Christ and, and what it means to live for Him, what it means to, to walk with Him, what it means to love our spouses and our children and our bosses and those who work for us. In light of all of this that we've talked about, He tells us, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Because on top of all of this, on top of all of this theology that we learned and on top of all of this practical application, we need the Lord. In light of all of this that we've learned, the most important thing that he's saying in the finale of this letter, be strong in the Lord. And he tells us why. 
To put on the whole armor of God. What is the armor of God? We'll get to that. To put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand the scheme of the devil. So in light of everything that we've learned, in light of everything that we heard, we get a warning. This is coming. It's not a if it's coming or just in case. It's coming. If you follow Christ for long enough, if you follow in the Lord long enough, this is coming. And he tells us why. He, he, he gives us more insight into this idea. Verse 12, he tells us, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authority, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, once again, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil days, and having done all, to stand firm. So he tells us we, we have this situation coming. It, you might be in the situation already, or it might be coming here pretty soon, but it's coming. And it's not coming in the way that we see normal battles coming. We see an army marching towards us. We see them aligning themselves together, and they, we, can, we can watch it coming towards us. They knew what battle looked like. They knew what soldiers looked like. They knew what it looked like in their present day for battle. But he tells him it's not people that we're battling. It, remove that mindset from, from what you're thinking because it's not people that are coming against us. But it's the evil forces. He tells us against the rulers and against the authorities and the cosmic powers. And, and we look at this and it's the hierarchy uh, of this evil system that's coming up against us. It's this, this hierarchy and this, this different levels of what we are to face. They're coming up against us, and you need to be ready. Because it's going to come. We, we are called to put on this armor. We're called to put on this, this covering on ourselves. Not just in case, but because. Because it is coming, he tells us. And again, he, he says it again for... The second time in just a couple of verses, therefore take up the whole armor of God, that you were able to withstand the evil day, and having done all, to stand firm. Now, I love this phrase, stand firm, because what it really truly means is that we must be ready for a fist fight. It's coming, it's not physical, but it's equivalent to a fist fight. Because we, we, we've heard it said, and we go back and we look at the teachings of Jesus, and, and we, we, again, we think of this idea of there are people coming against us. There, there are the world and the people within the world are coming against our faith, but really, Satan is using them to come against our faith. We, we don't have the physical human enemy. Jesus says in Matthew five forty three and 44, he says this, You have heard it said, that you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Because in all actuality, your enemies, those we view as our enemies, truly aren't who we're going up against. They, they are who Satan uses to come against us, and they're who Satan uses to go against the church and to go against our faith. But they're not our enemy. The sin they hold within their heart and the sin that they, they portray and they put out and they, they encourage us to follow in is our enemy. 
And so when we remove that mindset of we are against people, it opens up our gospel opportunities. Because now we can look at each and every individual and go, I know you don't believe what I do. I know you are wholeheartedly against what I do. But I love you anyway. Because just like he says, I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Pray for those who are coming after you. Romans 12 tells us that the vengeance is for the Lord. They, whatever they do, it, it's not easy, it's not fun, it's not... But vengeance is for him. So when we lose this mindset, when we, when we get rid of this us versus them mindset, our gospel opportunity opens up. We're not to hold anger or hate or frustration against these people, but we are to hate the sin that comes from the world. We're to hate the sin that they're, they're pushing on our beliefs or pushing on our kids or pushing on, but we don't hate the individual. We hate the sin. As believers, our enemy is the sin and more so the devil who is the master of the sin. And when we flip that mindset and we approach it that way, we no longer have physical human enemies, but a much, much more difficult enemy. And even more so, Paul once again calls us to prepare ourselves in a way. It's like preparing for a full-out war. Again, he uses this idea of the, the armor of God because they knew what this looked like. They, they knew what this, it, when they said a soldier, they said armor, they go, yeah, like the guy that we see standing on the corner, the, like the, the, the soldiers that we see guarding those in charge. And again, he tells us to stand firm, to be ready all the time without question, 100% of the time. Because at any point, at any moment, the enemy can attack. And in order to do that, we must be prepared. So here is how we stay prepared. Starting in verse 14, he tells us this. Stand therefore, having fastened the belt of truth, having put on the, the breastplate of righteousness... As shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith, which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. So he, he lays out six things that, that we are to either take up, or to, um, excuse me, we are to take up the whole armor of God. Yeah, and so we are either to take them up or to put them on ourselves. And so here we have these six ways. Here are the six total ways for us to be prepared against the enemy. And he lays them out in order. The belt of truth. We see the belt of truth for truth is what holds it all together. When we have the belt of truth, it's what holds it all in place. And without truth our entire defense falls apart. Without the truth of knowing who the Lord is and who God is and what he has sent us to do, it falls apart. And in order to continue on, we must first start with the truth that only comes from the Lord. Because without truth, our, our entire ideology, our entire theology falls apart. And so we start with truth. He then moves on and says, the breastplate of righteousness. 
for those that were in battle in the time, for those that were, that were actually putting on armor to go into fight, this breastplate was the piece of armor that had protected all the important stuff. The heart and the, the organ, the kidneys, whatever it was, the breastplate protected it all. So for spiritual warfare, righteousness that only comes from the Lord protects us from any and every attack that can come. It, it protects our hearts. It protects us internally because of the righteousness that comes from God. When we walk with the Lord, we are protected from anything that can stand against us. So with the truth and righteousness, we then have the shoes by the gospel of peace. The gospel is what keeps us going. When we look at our faith and when we look at our understanding, we do everything that we do individually and within our church because of the gospel. We are called to present the gospel to all nations. And this is what keeps us going. We are called by Jesus to go and make disciples of all nations. The gospel is what pushes us and moves us to be more and do more for the kingdom. Shoes by the gospel of peace. Fourth, we have the shield of faith. And the shield of faith is the fourth piece that we take up. And by picking up this piece, our faith is what covers us from failing. In ancient battle, the fiery darts, it tells us here that there are fiery darts coming in, flaming darts coming in from the evil one. And in war, it was the same way. They would send out masses of flaming darts onto their enemies over and over and over again. And the only thing that stopped them was the head-to-toe shield, the oblong shield they would get behind and protect themselves behind. When we stand behind our faith in Jesus Christ, we are protected by any flaming dart that the enemy can send our way. Anything that he throws at us is covered by the faith that we have in Jesus. By faith, we are covered from the attacks of the evil one. He continues on, the helmet of salvation. Through salvation in Jesus Christ, he is what protects our mind and our thoughts from the dangerous attacks of Satan. Because the easiest way for him to come against us, for him to come into, in, against our faith and against the way that we walk, is to attack our minds. It's to attack our thoughts and to tell us that, that we're not good enough, or, or to, to doubt our faith, or to be angry, or to be discouraged. And as soon as he does that, we fight ourselves. We're no longer fighting him because we're so concerned about what's going on in our own minds. But through salvation in Jesus Christ alone, he protects our minds. When we give our lives to Jesus, we give everything over to him. And through that, he protects our minds from the evil one who is constantly coming after us. The easiest way for him to get to us is by attacking our thought process. Through the helmet of salvation, we fin that off. And lastly, we are to take up our defense with the sword of the Spirit. The sword of the Spirit is what we use to battle. The scripture of Jesus Christ, the God-breathed word, is what we use to fight our battles. With Scripture, we receive many parts of our armor. We receive the truth and the gospel and the fundamentals of our faith all come through Scripture. This is how we fight our battles. 
This is what prepares us to step into war each and every day, is the word of the Lord. It's not by our words, it's not by anything that we can say or anything that that we can put together in our own minds, but by the word of the Lord alone. This is how we fend off the attacks from the evil one. And by adding all of these together, and as we, as we fasten them together with the truth, we as believers in Jesus stand a chance against the attacks that come from Satan. When we put them all together and give ourselves to Jesus, this is what allows us to stand a chance. But not only that, Paul gives us a bridge on what we should do to how we can do it. So, so how do we continue this faith? How do we continue this gospel? How do we continue on? And he tells us in verse 18, Praying at all times in the Spirit, with all prayer and supplication, to that end keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. By prayer, we personally stay connected to the Lord. By prayer, we stay within that relationship and we we stay within that mindset and we wake up every day and we go, God, I don't know what's to come, but you do and I know you got me. By prayer, we stay connected, but we stay connected to each and every piece of this armor. But not only that, he tells us at the end, making supplication for all the saints. The power of prayer provides us direct contact with the God of the universe that stands to defeat Satan every single time. And because of that, not only can we pray for ourselves, not only can we stay connected to God ourselves, but we can go forth for others. We can make those supplications for others. This is why our our prayer service on Wednesday night is so important in this church, is because we can come together and we can go I know this person is dealing with this. Let's take it to the Lord together. Because that's what we're called to do. We are called to come together and go to the the God of the universe for, for what we are going through and what we are dealing with, but also to go to him for what everyone else is dealing with. We end our prayer service every Wednesday with, God, I know that we don't know everything going on, but you do. I, don't, I know that we don't know the exact situation in everybody's lives within this congregation, but God, you do. And so just know that even if we don't know your prayer request, we're taking it to him. Because that is what we are called to do. Finally, he concludes it. Verse 19, and he says, Also for me, that the words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel for which I am the ambassador in chains, that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. Again, he's he's telling them, I I know I've given you all of this instruction and I've given you all of everything that I have. I've given you all the knowledge I have. I've given you all of the sound theology that I have. But still pray for me. Because he was literally in chains. He is sitting in prison writing this letter in chains And he's saying, pray for me so that I can share the gospel here. Because there are people within this building that I need to share the gospel with, and I pray to God, and I hope you do too, that I can do that boldly. Because at any moment, it could have cost him his life. 
But that wasn't his concern. His concern was that he did it boldly and that he was able to proclaim the gospel no matter what. At any moment, one of those guards could have been like, you know what, we're done with you, and he'd have been gone. And he said, even then, pray that I continue to proclaim it with boldness, for I am an ambassador in chains. One way that we can combat spiritual warfare is by praying for ourselves, but praying for those who are deep in the thick of it. Paul knew that, so not only did he call for us to be in continuing prayer, but to be in prayer for him. Of course, they're receiving this letter, and they understand all of the knowledge and everything that Paul carries with him, and his story up to this point, and how God had completely transitioned his life. And so for them, Paul was a rock star. But even then, he said, guys, I need you to pray for me. This is how we combat spiritual warfare. Even while literally in chains, Paul knew that no matter what, God was going to be there with him. And ultimately, he would be taken to his death, but that didn't matter. Because he knew that God had him no matter what. Finally, he wraps it up, and I I didn't put these on the screen, but let me read this final greeting to you here. Verse 21, he says, So that you may also know how I am and and what I am doing. Tychicus, the beloved brother and faithful minister in the Lord, will tell you everything. I have sent him to you for this very purpose, that you may know how we are, and that he may encourage your hearts. Peace be to the brothers and the love of the faith for God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace be with you all who love the Lord Jesus with love incorruptible. Again, sitting in chains, he was still sending peace. Grace be with you who love the Lord. So as we wrap up Ephesians, as we wrap up this final warning from Paul, there's a few things that we can pull from it. The first one being this, we face a spiritual enemy. It's not a physical enemy, it's not a person, it's not a group of people, but there is no question that we face a spiritual enemy every day. And we don't combat it by fighting with others, but by utilizing the power of the Lord to stand firm for us. Because we can't do it on our own. We will never be able to do it on our own. If we face warfare, if we're facing addiction, or if we're facing whatever it is, we cannot combat it on our own. We must stand in the Lord. Because scripture tells us again, John 10.10, 10, the thief comes only to still kill and destroy. But I, Jesus, have come that they may have life and have it to the full. The only way that we're going to have that full and abundant life like God has called us to have is by placing our faith in him, by placing our everything in him. Because we face an enemy that is coming to still kill and destroy He's coming after you. He's coming after me, our kids. And we have to acknowledge this before we can move forward. We have to acknowledge that this is coming and that this is here and that it is something that's happening every day in our lives. We face a spiritual enemy. Which means that we must stay ready. We have to stay ready. Stand firm, he tells us. 
Stand firm. Stand it ready. Be at attention. We are ready for whatever comes when we stand firm in Jesus. Whether that's through scripture or that's through prayer or that's through the faith that we carry in him, we must stay ready at all times. We must equip ourselves with scripture. Learning and memorizing and going through scripture is what allows us to combat anything and everything that comes against us. It'd be like standing in a boxing ring with our hands down. If we are spiritually ready at all times, we will never get caught off guard. I love the saying, if if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. We must stay ready because the enemy is coming after us. The way we do that is by adding each and every piece of the armor of God and mentally preparing every day to be ready. And when we do that, the enemy stands no chance. But how do we prepare ourselves each and every day? That brings us to our last point. Prayer is what keeps us ready. We have the scripture and we can go through scripture, but having that ongoing, never-ending conversation with the Lord is what keeps us ready. That conversation with the Lord is what keeps our minds and our hearts focused on Him. Because like I said, it's not an if it's coming, but a when. And it might be big or small, and it might be at different points in your life, but the devil hates when we're making progress. And if you're making progress and you're feeling like you're being attacked, it's because you're making progress. If we're worshiping and you're feeling attacked, it's because we are worshiping the God of the universe and there is nothing that he hates more. We must stay ready always. And what we do and how we do that is through prayer to keep us ready. We are able to fight against the enemy by simply communicating with God. Whether we're fighting for ourselves or we're fighting for our brothers and sisters, we're fighting for those within our congregation, we do that through prayer. We do that through taking our concerns and our hurts and our habits and our hangups and whatever it is directly to Him. But we cannot do it alone. Through our salvation, through our faith, through Scripture, through prayer through the righteousness that only comes from the Lord, we stand a chance against the attacks that are coming. So today I encourage you, if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, I encourage you, be ready. Stay ready. Continuing to be ready is the only way that we're going to make it through. The the devil is making a conscious effort and is making the most intentional effort to get to us. Like I said, again, that, that a lot of times just comes through us attacking ourselves. That comes through anxious thoughts and, and doubt and worry and frustration and anger. Because when we're more concerned about that, we lose focus of how great the God of the universe has been to us. So if you're a believer in Jesus, I encourage you, stay ready. Stay in scripture, continuing to pray. Stay ready for what's to come.